yeah. Here we are, the pretenders with J Bones and Bill. How you doing, Bill? <laughs> I'm good, man. That, that connection kind of sounded off again already. I don't know. We'll see how this one goes. I know the last one was totally screwed up there. I don't know. I think we already dropped an F bomb here on this one. I'll try to lay off on the F bombs there. But yeah, the last episode we recorded, the connection was brutal. Hopefully, this one's good, man. But uh, I'm good, dude. How have you been? Yeah, you know, just the back problems but we're getting close to christmas and got the young children that it's love it i love seeing their eyes light up with all this christmas stuff we called santa tonight ophie lost her mind so that was pretty cool but yeah other than other than that i've kind of just trying to wrap my head around this hockey world and what's i guess i guess i actually no do you know what my fucking arizona cardinals and who cares about dropping the F-bombs? My Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> 10 and 3 bastards, drop it to Detroit Lions today, who are 1 and 11. Just an ugly, ugly performance. Like, oh, God. So I had, a, I had an awful start yeah, to my I'm totally going to rub this in your salty wound, man. That's because I don't know if you knew that. I think you kind of did. We've talked about this. I'm not yeah, the you're Detroit Lions. football guy, but I am definitely represent the Detroit Lions. I got a whole bunch of their swag kicking around the house here and shit hats around everywhere. And I love the Lions. And I just sat down for the, the sports highlights there tonight. And they oh, the first thing that pops on were the Lions and the Cardinals. And Oh, I was like, oh, they're not showing this unless there's a big upset or something, right? And then so I tuned in. I that's hilarious that you bring that up, man. Thirty to twelve, just a real ass ripping before the playoffs, man. That's fucking sweet. Yeah, this is uh two ugly ones for the Cardinals here in a row. We lost one to the Rams, who are like a lot better team than your Detroit Lions there. But yeah, Kyler's. I don't. I don't know. I think he he's still injured. His ankle's hurting him. We're missing DeAndre Hopkins. I got a few excuses. We're still, we're still a playoff team, but yeah, I thought, I thought that was a bit, that one made me upset there at 11 this morning, seeing that, but I guess to give it on the bright side, I uh, bet, bet against my Cardinals halfway through the game for Detroit to win by 14 and a half points. And uh, I got her. So won myself 20 bucks and put her in my pocket. So, nice. so I can Not thank the cards for that as well. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. I think that's two in a row or maybe two of the last three for the Lions. I don't know. I Like I said, I don't follow it too closely, but they obviously suck this year. The only reason I got on their bandwagon, I used to love Barry Sanders back in the day, and then me and the boys were kicking around the pad there back in my early 20s, and we were picking football teams, and I just threw the Detroit Lions in out there. And ever since then, I don't think they've had a winning season the whole time I've been a fan. They might have had one snuck a nine and seven in there one year or something but <laughs> continuing with the the other sports talk man i don't know if you would have saw that did you see tiger and his boy charlie going at her at the pnc championship there they had like i think it was 11 consecutive birdies or something just young charlie woods just throwing darts into all the par threes and draining 20 footers man it was so good to see yeah, no, I definitely, I caught a bit of it. I didn't get to see scores or anything, but I've seen a, a little bit of the celebration after it looked like about, yeah, about 15 feet or so putt and Charlie gives the old uh, putter out celebration and his dad's sitting behind all proud as shit. So, but yeah. yeah, and then you got, you got old Bailey and his boy out there too. That it's fucking, that's pretty sweet to see. 
Yeah, they ended up winning it, I guess. John Daly and his boy. I don't know who he'd be. He's probably some middle-ager right now, I guess, probably in his 30s. He probably went low. I know the boys, like, I think they went 57 they shot, so they must have had I don't know if they must have been playing best ball. Hey, I, I didn't get see the whole event. They just had the highlights on. It had to have been best ball. That's what it was because well, I know Charlie was picking up the marker there for his dad. They kept showing that on. The putts were three feet out, and Charlie was picking up the marker and throwing it back to old Mr. Woods, man. It was pretty good to see. And good to see Tiger back on the course, man. I'm not I'm not the hugest fan, but I know the entire world is, and the entire world is watching this one today, watching seeing Tiger Woods get back on the golf course there and i know he walked up 18 i think he took the cart all the way around for most of this one but pretty good man pretty good to see him out there hopefully we can see him put the golf shoes on at the masters here again one day yeah we'll have to turn this into a fucking golf pod during the summer there yeah fuck yeah yeah check it out man i got the uh the alberta golf i got this in the mail man this came in the mail there like uh the other day i had a card waiting there and i just didn't get around to picking it up and the wife's like you got it she went and grabbed it for me actually she's giving me shit and then we had a big parcel there i was given i was told her that she better be careful it's going to be anthrax in there or something we didn't know where it was from no return address on it or anything so but we opened her up and it was my my hoodie man it's tight as piss it's fucking i've got this for a long drive on i think it was hole 17 or something when i played in that tournament last summer at uh pine hills Ended up going pretty low, shot a pretty good round, and won myself a hoodie, man. So I'm super stoked on it, Alberta Golf. Well, fucking right. It looks good on you. I like the red, definitely. Matches a little bit of sprinkle in the mustache, I think. But yeah, yeah. watch out, watch over this guy. He can swing the sticks, Bill, I guess. So next summer, I'm going to hopefully, we'll see how the back plays. But my, my career is already looking like it ended last year. Yeah, no, I'm I'm into it, man. I'm full on addicted to golf. I got a, a borderline problem with the sport, man. I just got to get out there as often as I can. And my boys too, man. My boys are just loving it. We took them out. I had them out actually today. It was awesome. I had a real good day. We were out at the hockey rink. I had young Noah. He had first time he touched blades to ice, man. It was fucking sick. Had him out on the rink and he was just loving it. And then Nady was he puttered around the ice there for a little bit and then he was kind of crawling around so we had them up on the on the chair there and we were pushing them around the ice and they were just having a hell of a good time man so we had a had a real good day with the boys man getting them out on the ice it was, it was fucking sweet nice how's lesser link rink standing up right now is it after the rain and stuff did you get it cleared before all that or how, how... Oh, buddy it's uh it's a work in progress it's so much work we got what did we get down near a foot of snow there i don't know was that a week ago say i still haven't even got it cleared since then man just you know life work work is so lame man i wish i could make the podcast just blow up and do this full time but Work's just getting in the way, and I like I gotta go in tomorrow. That getting and called in for overtime. COVID, like I don't know, some dude at work got COVID or something, or I don't know. He he figured he had to go get a test anyway. So anyway, I'm getting some overtime now, working all my days off, and just too busy, man. So the rink, anyway, where I'm going with all that bullshit, didn't want to get into that. But the rink is like out of commission right now. I gotta get out there. Maybe I can get out in the morning and shovel it off. The ice is good. I'll tell you that right now. I was out there the other day. I cleared about half of it and the ice is mint, man. Like we just got to get the snow off of it. And me and the boys will be out there just blasting boosh bombs from the point, baby. That's perfect. Yeah. That's, that's, 
fucking awesome. Good to hear. I know it's hard work, especially with no cover over here in Alberta, man. She snows a lot, but I think you, I think you gave us a nice swing into some Oilers talk here. It's been a long time, right? I, I, we had that shitty little pod that we had to cut in 90% of it out because, uh, like you, you brought up in the comments, the shit winds were blowing in, but we've, <laughs> we've, Hey, we broke it, baby. We got two wins now. So we fucking made nice uh, Columbus there and then took over the Kraken yesterday. I, 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 I'm happy right now. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. Yeah. I think the last time we were on, it was a five. Yeah. We did the shitty pot. I think we were on our five game heater. I kind of ripped on the big guns a little bit kind of feeling a little guilty for you doing me that, both. yeah we both did yeah uh, you'll only catch me doing that once a year man i, I love these guys and they're my boys bash, I and, cash. bash and cash 100 yeah. cash. <laughs> so they uh yeah so they came back they lost that other one to carolina and then they came into columbus and had a hell of a good game with columbus skinner stood on his head skinner was in for both wins hey just pretty pumped about this goaltending situation. I think uh, Skinner is a much better goaltender than Miko. I know there's a few, most people are not on the Miko bandwagon. I know there's a few people, a couple kicking around work in particular that think Miko's a decent goalie, but honestly, I'm just not buying it anymore. If we want to get over this hump and we want to be, uh, if we want to be the team that we want to be a contender and try and make a Western final or a Stanley cup final here at some point, Miko is not the guy to do it with you. Look, I think I was saying this a couple episodes ago that a good, a good team can kind of make a good goaltender, but I'm going to totally 180 this. And I think a good goaltender makes a great team. Like I look at like Jack Campbell, that game when uh, the Edmonton Oilers lost five, one to the Toronto Maple Leafs, like, we peppered Jack Campbell in that game and he made just a ton of good saves. And then you look down at the Carolina Hurricanes, Freddie Anderson, just an amazing goalie. You look at the defending two-time Stanley Cup champions. They got the best goaltender in the world. You got they got uh Vladdy. No, what the hell's his name? Who the Vassal. hell's the Vassal? Why did I call him Vladdy? Vladdy I don't know. You're watching too much Toronto <laughs> Blue Jays, maybe. Vladdy, but yeah, they got the they got Vasilevsky down there. So I'm thinking this is my next play. I don't know. Like maybe Skinner. Skinner's just a young guy too. Hey, 23 years old. I mean, goalies kind of come into their primes in that 25, 26, kind of 27 year range. So maybe this could be our guy moving forward. But you don't want to burn too many more of these years with Connor and Leon in their primes. So anyway, just all that. And I'm just pretty pumped that we got off the off the losing skid we were on and and Skinner was in net for both of them. Yeah, no, you're bringing up Skinner, and I definitely had him in the, the J-Bones notes there. Uh, he had a wonderful game against Columbus. Like, uh, what did he have? Yeah, 38 shots against, 36 saves, right, for a 9-4-7 fucking saves per save percentage. That's pretty decent, right? Oh, yeah. And then he was – he led in a couple weak ones against the Kraken, but, like, 100%, I think his save on Jared McCann in the second period with 10 minutes – was the turning point of that whole entire game. No, he didn't make a lot of saves. And yes, he did let in a, a couple weak ones, but like that that whole point, well, I think he changed the whole game just with that one save alone. But getting on to Miko, I I've been saying it from day one. I've never I've never been on the Miko train. I've never thought this guy has 
Like, I thought he's been a good backup for a good goalie. He needs to be a good backup for a good goalie, play maybe 15 to 20. That's that's where Miko belongs, right? I, I think personally, I think Skinner's still young. I think we could try it. I, I would love Flurry to come here with Smith and Flurry, have a couple fucking ageless wonders going in there to battle us to the end. Someone, because like Smith, he's he gets injured, right? Flurry doesn't get injured and then we have Skinner down in the minors to pop up if if Smith does get injured so I, I think we do need to look for a trade get Miko's out if we can make that work I I think that would be a huge help yeah yeah I don't know they'd have to retain because Flurry's got to be on some huge deal hey he must be he's seven seven yeah something like that so I think he's like seven and a half but you're like yeah. Miko's four, so you get him to retain three million. It, it's it's not unfucking, you know, it's not crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, I don't. Fleury's a good goalie. Tried and tried and tested. Been there and done that for sure. He's got three cups under his belt. He went all the way to the final with the Vegas Golden Knights as well. So yeah, he's got all the experience. He's a good guy. I wouldn't mind bringing him in. I guess I don't know. He's yeah, never missed the playoffs in his full career. In his whole career. This will wow. be the first time. Yeah, he's missing he this year, no Chicago. doubt about it. Chicago's nowhere near the top. They're they're out for sure. I was kind of poking my head around the standings a little bit. It's kind of there's a little bit of separation in the East. I think like uh, Detroit's holding down the last wild card spot in the East, and then Pittsburgh's got the the second wild card spot. But they're quite a bit. I well, think, I think New York. I think New York's ahead of them, isn't it? Or no, wild cards. Sorry, you said wild, wild cards. cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, New York Rangers are, fuck, they're a wagon this year, man. They got a hell of a good team. Artemi Panarin's having a hell of a good year. I want to get into some fantasy talk, too, but we're, oh, uh, yeah, on the Oilers here. Yeah, just uh, that that win, I'll just jump back into the Edmonton game. That win against Seattle, having how many of our guys? We can just go down the list here. Zach Hyman was out. Ryan Nugent Hopkins was out. Keith was out. Nima Linen was out. I guess our number one goalie, Mike Smith, was out. Jesse. I mean, Oh, yeah, JP was out just riddled with, I mean, sickness, I guess, whatever the hell you want to call it there. But just a super character win from the boys, man. Just so pumped. Like, I remember coming on the podcast and talking about that win when they were in Vegas. And they won They won 3-2 in Vegas with a few key injuries. I know our left side was banged up, but they had Keith out. I think CC was out. But anyway, this is that win they did there in Seattle going down too early. Hey, as well, they were down two nothing yeah. right in that game. And they find a way to tie it by the end of the first and just come back and and just get a, a massive win. They ended up losing. If they end up losing that one, I mean, I'm singing a whole different tune here on the podcast tonight. I'm probably <laughs> trading them McDavid again and all sorts of crazy shit like I like to do. But. Yeah, just a real big win. I thought McDavid played a real good game, man. I thought he was – I know they were rotating three centers because they only had – I think they dressed uh, 10 forwards, hey? Yeah. Or maybe 11, 10 forwards. But uh, – and so he was getting, like, kind of double shifted or out every every third shift there or whatever. But I thought he had a really good game. He kept his shifts nice and short, which I was pretty happy to see. Every time I looked up, it seemed like he was going for a quick line change, and he didn't, he didn't get – two in on the offense he ended up getting his empty netter and he still gets his goal and an assist for the night but I was just that was the kind of game I kind of wanted to see out of him the kind of game that I've been preaching for him to play just a more more of a commitment to 
doing the right things. Those quick line changes, that that defensive mindset that I wanted to see, and just kind of doing the right things. And I was pretty pumped. So I want to give him a little shout out and a little bit of love because I know I was trashing him on the last one, which wasn't too fair. Well, no, no, like I'm not just gonna give you the blame. I was bashing them too, but they like again, they needed it, right? I I 100% agree. I want I think he has to show a little more leadership. Everyone knows he can score, everyone knows, but there's a there's a lot more to being a captain than just putting a hundred points on the board, right? Like I there's you gotta have like the demeanor on the bench, you gotta like show them that you're gonna work hard and take quick shifts. I thought you brought up the like I wanted to bring up the bottom six. You thought they fucking like we. It was such a character win against Seattle. Like Griffith, I thought I, him and Marody came in. I thought like, holy smokes, man! Uh, they, these guys look like definitely look like a couple. Griffith mostly. Yeah, he was getting right in there, but they looked like a couple AHLers looking. They wanted to to play, and it was nice to see. And it hopefully it gave some of our bottom six guys a look to be like oh shit maybe there are a couple guys that could take my line like take my spot in the lineup you know i still want to see benson get a little more ice time it was nice to see perlini i know he fucking broke off the schneid hard there against columbus seven shots on goal like that's what he needs to do if you give him the ice time he likes to shoot but yeah i I don't know it was not like you said character win it's nice to see we complained about the bottom six, bash and cash, baby. We got all the boys. They listen to the pretenders. We all know. I know they are. They have to be. That's what. That's where we get all our views. It's pretty much all the Oilers listening. <laughs> um, yeah, no, dude. Like you, it's so funny, man. You you brought up the Skinner save on McCann on that power play. I wanted to talk about that, and then you bring up Griffith too. I that play he made on the go ahead goal in the Seattle game. He went behind the net and made a hit on the defender, the Seattle defender. I don't know who the fuck it was, but made a, just an awesome play to separate man from puck. There was a cut. He, he was in there hard. Like there was a cut. It was a good battle that he had to get in there and he ended up getting the puck out in front. To, I to think Connor. it was that Jeremy Lazan too, that hit Sevier from behind. Like it was a nice beauty game. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I think oh, yeah, that's no. why he got, he got in there a little more aggressive on him too yeah yeah it was awesome and it was just such a good play i I think he only got like six or seven minutes but he made it count man and he got that puck out in front to mcdavid and mcdavid slid it over to sevier another guy in our bottom six uh, to get the go-ahead goal for us there it's just awesome to see and the the fucking i know rob brown mentioned it on i was listening to it on the way home i had to duck out and speed home fumble fuck my words there but speed home during the intermission and catch the third period so i was listening to rob brown and he mentioned they didn't rob brown mentioned it on the intermission there that they didn't give him an apple on the on the goal there yeah. which was bullshit like this is kind of a journeyman ahl they're getting called up for one game like fucking get it right nhl let's get this guy an assist just just because he's up there you know i kind of looked him up there because yeah, just because he had a good game and I want to see his story. He's played 80 games and he was with Boston. He's kind of been floating around. I think he was in Buffalo oh, yeah. for a little while. And but he's got 80 games in. And I think the last four or five he's been down down in the bake. So but yeah, it was awesome to see him get up there. And as far as Benson, yeah, I had a kind of a thought. I just loved having uh Lang, Zach Lang on the podcast there the other night. I'd love to get some more guys on here and just pick their brains a little bit. Like I'd love to get somebody's inside because Benson's such a smart hockey player like you can see it the way that he plays and the way that he sees the ice but his skating just isn't quite 
up to par. Although I will say he looked a lot quicker in that last game than I've seen him in every other game this year. I thought that was probably his best game against Seattle last game, but he, uh, he's, his foot speed just isn't quite there. So I, I'm just wondering if like, like the organization in general, like they must, I wonder if they would, because if, if I saw that and I was seeing like, this guy's super smart, this guy could definitely be a player for us in the future, but his wheels are just a little bad. So I would have like, a skating coach that was just kind of designated to this guy. And I would teach this guy how to skate super fast. And then you could kind of move him up into the line. I wonder if they kind of just like make these guys kind of figure it out on their own or whatever. You send them down to the minors and be like, work on your foot speed, kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I like, I, I think in like a Benson case, I, it's almost where an argument, it almost looks like where an argument, like I think Zach Lane said it too about Lagason where they've already like, think that they know what they got in a player but I like I I think he's like I agree with you 100% I think he sees the ice perfectly and I think he he's really good at trying to adapt it like he's he's a very offensive minded player and he's he's being asked to play I like a very different role than he's used to and I think he's adapting very well he's getting in there he's getting like he's been getting grittier every game I think I think if you give him more ice time and give him that again, I'm going to preach it again and again. If you give him a little bit more ice time, just like they did with Perlini and any other of them and Fogel, like look at Fogel playing with McDavid. He comes out like you get it's what I said last time. You don't bury these guys in the lineup. I think you give them show them that you have the confidence in them that they're fucking still a part of the team and fucking come out there and here you go. Here's your chance. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, yeah, you, you bury these guys. And I don't know why we're so married to this top six, bottom six. Like, why isn't it? It should be more like top nine, like bottom three. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially on this team, when the fourth line only plays three, four minutes a night. So you basically have nine top forwards. And I totally, I'm going to stand by this, where we should spread this around a little more. And I can't wait. And I hope that they eventually do this someday and they run McDavid, Dreisaitl and Nuge down the middle and I get to see what it looks like. So I'm super curious. I'd like to see what it looks like with three lines throwing my tassels around here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it would be, uh, yeah, it would just be nice to see. And and like you say, like these, all these guys got a shot with all these injuries out and all of a sudden, I think I, I ripped it out on Twitter. I was like, so we do have depth scoring. Like, wait a second. You just got to, you just got to give these guys a little bit of ice time, a little bit of chance on the power play. I know like Fogel's goal came on the power play. That one off of dry fed one in the middle to Yamamoto who got a slap shot on net and Fogel buries a one-timer. So these guys just get a little bit of power play time and all of a sudden their stats are looking a lot better, you know, and the, all of a sudden we're not crying about our, our bottom six air quotations for all you guys on the audio are, are looking a little bit better. No, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't like being like Jay Bones fucking said this. Jay Bones said that, but at least for the last three pot, like pods, I've been asking at least on the power play to change some things up here and give some people a little more chance. Like you look at any team that's won the Stanley cup in the past, they're, they're they play from their first like they can play all four lines in any situation and not be scared of it and we're like you said every Oilers fan and our media everyone we're and even our coaches and everyone we're so adapted to that McDavid our top six and then there's just like 
whoever wants to jump in a jersey or fill in some fucking skates on the bottom six and no one cares like and it, you can't win like that you can't win in it if you don't let everyone get the confidence or get the ice time to even build some confidence I don't think you're going to get anything out of your bottom six and especially we brought it up and I brought it up last year about and you did too about these fucking two minute shifts with the boys even I don't care if it's the power play or not like try try to just have 45 second shifts everyone i don't care just try it for a week or i mean a fucking three games i don't know it's, yeah. i don't think it's gonna hurt you that bad like imagine it's it's not rocket science like imagine you're one of those bottom four just say you're on the fourth line with the edmonton oilers you get basically say i'll give you two shifts a period maybe i was gonna say one but i'll give you you get two shifts a period so you get no touches like you're like you're lucky if you get the puck on your stick the whole game you know what i'm saying no no you don't get into the game no ebbs and flows no. the whole time you're out there you're just shitting your pants that hopefully they don't score on me because if they do i'm never gonna get back out on the ice again like how how do you ever get build any confidence how do you ever get yourself into the game like it, it doesn't take rocket appliances as my boy ricky would say to figure that out well, and that's, I'm not, again, I'm not an NHL player, but I, my first year of midgets, I, it was the first time that everyone, like, they put me into that grinder role where I literally play the fourth line role. And I've never had that ever, like in hockey. And I had the worst year of my life because it was exactly like, I'd get the five minutes or whatever it was. And it was like, you couldn't fight. So I couldn't do anything like that because I just lose, like get kicked out of the game and then suspended for fucking 10 after. So it's like, you can't you can't get the feel of the game sitting on the bench and then going out there with cold cold toes, man. It's yeah, I, yeah. Like, you're more of a they, one C, dude. And then they brought me out. I fucking well, I moved to defense on my second year, and fucking I was sixth in the league in scoring as a defenseman. So like I, like I don't I don't know. Yeah, buddy. I, I like it's just yeah, like, like you said, it's just it doesn't make sense. And you need to spread the love, spread the love. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. So, so now the Oilers, they got that last wild card spot right now. Yeah, that last wild card spot. So you got teams like Winnipeg. Let me just ask you. So you got Winnipeg, LA's hot as of late. I think LA's like 4-1-1 one, and one in their last six. You got the San Jose Sharks, the Dallas Stars. You got the streaking Vancouver Canucks all within oh, yeah. three or four points. What, what do you see? You think, we, think we're getting in or what? Playoff team? Yes. Yeah. If we pick, if we pick up Flurry. Oh, at the deadline. Yeah. If we change, I want a couple tweaks. I would love I would love us to look at Jacob Chernich, uh, Chikrin. I'd love us to look at him somehow. Yeah. And if we could look at Flurry, I wouldn't mind either of those. I think Nurse and Chikrin would look fucking wonderful on the as a top pairing. If yeah. we could get Barry out of here for Chikrin, I would be down. But yeah, uh, fuck. Everybody hates Barry, man. I, I heard some of the, the chicken stuff floating around and I heard somebody say out there that it could be like Cassian and Yamamoto and two firsts to get chicken out of Arizona, which is like, I mean, I wouldn't be terribly, I don't know. Like I could deal with losing Cassian and Yamamoto, I guess, but then two firsts seems like a lot. That's and then we don't have any like real, those are, 
couple of pretty good wingers for us. I mean, Cassian struggled. So has Yamamoto. I get it. But, like, we don't have a lot of winger depth on this team. So I don't know if I'm too crazy about that. The, the thought of maybe shipping Barry out and getting Chikrin back in, uh, I don't know. I haven't really put too much thought into that. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. I'm just letting my brain explode right now. But, I like, I know Yamo hasn't had the season offensively everyone wants, but he does everything else right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. He's – and you fucking – you have Drysaw, the second best player or the best player in the world, praises him like he's a god. Like, he doesn't want to play yeah, with yeah. anyone else. Here, so I'll like, give you a little like, bit of Yamo love right now. He kind of – he almost turned that whole – uh six game losing streak around by himself when he drew that penalty against so he goes into a battle with jacob voracek and he knocks his helmet off they kind of got it it wasn't really a battle but it was a collision and voracek ends up knocking his helmet off and he stays in the play like a fucking goddamn dummy and then and then uh yamamoto drives the net and then he gets that hooking penalty right and the admin he draws two penalties within like five seconds and the edmonton oilers go on a on a five on three against the Columbus blue jackets and our boy, the bison King ends up potting two power play goals. And, uh, you can almost credit Tyler Yamamoto for turning around the six game losing streak with that huge sequence of events against the blue jackets. So there's well, a, little bit of, a little bit of Yamo love. Well, then if you want to bring out a little bit more Yamo love, cause I, cause no one seems to have it right now was his complete huge back check on Tanev. He fucking back checks on Tanev. He was at the fucking just above the hash marks. Back checks on Tanev, who was at the blue, his own blue line. Catches him, gives him a lift stick, gives him a weak shot, makes him have a weak shot. Then rubs him out against the boards, only to skate down the ice, take a one-timer from fucking dry sidle, and then Fogel puts in the rebound. Hell, like, yeah, not and he, we were down two nothing at that time on that short-handed breakaway from yes Tanner. we were and yes and thank you bill for adding in the score too and his his penalty killing like he's he's i don't know i i would i would feel bad to lose yamo if i could get a barry and uh cassian trade and maybe a first for a chicken i could do that but i wouldn't do two firsts ever yeah. we get rid of too many picks Seems a little steep. I don't know. I, I also get it. Like, we're in win-now mode. Like, let's go get this done, and hopefully... I put, like, I'm more... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The trades are tough, man. Like, and who knows who wants to come here, and who knows what's happening with the GMs and all that stuff. Like, it... it those are real tricky trades. We're just speculating, obviously. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah hey, but I, it's like... I know, I know fucking Holland's listening to the pretenders, and I know he's... <laughs> I gotta give him a little bit of advice right yeah yeah uh what else you got you want to poke around the league a little bit or what or did you have some more oiler shit no i just like the freaking i'm done with the oilers it's i wanted to bring up the sad j bones again had a prediction about nhl not going to the olympics and i think this was like four episodes ago and i kind of i kind of felt this this landslide happening a long time ago Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this seems inevitable with all the COVID situation, and we try not to talk about that here. But uh, it's hard not yeah, to these days. Like, wow, it's uh, it's definitely affecting everything that's going on. But yeah, it, it sounds like I read something there. There, it sounds like they're not going there today. But uh, don't fret, uh, pretenders fans and hockey fans everywhere. I think I got a pretty good idea 
we we can run another another fantasy league. Uh, what what did we do there? It was kind of like a simulation. We ran a tournament with the simulation. I forget what we called it, but we we, we had a we tried to get Kelly on by the way tonight, but Kelly had a little bit of a belly ache that being a little yeah. soft tonight, so Dude, he couldn't make it on tonight. He's too nervous. He was too nervous to come on the big time pretenders. We're getting too big now. Kelly, he, Kelly's an OG listener, but his belly was a little bit too rumbly tumbly to come out tonight. Yeah. We love you, Kelly. I'd be a little bit nervous too. I've been kind of poking around. I love having the guests on, man. It's been so fun. We've had, well, the only two so far. Hey, Darren. Darren was hilarious, our first ever guest. And then uh, obviously Zach Lang. We probably probably peaked with that episode. That was pretty fun. And then uh, tried to get Kelly on here tonight, like I said, but. It was too bad, but he was in the original. Yeah, he's an OG. Yeah, good hauler, man. He's been around since the very beginning, so it's good to have our biggest fan on board. We'll get him on here one day. Oh, I think yeah. he's pretty cool. We got a spot open for him all the time. I got, yeah. I got my butt, I got my buddy Cody, who's I transferred into a hockey fan, and he transferred me into an NFL fan. So I want him on because I like hearing other people's take on it. And he's been, he's a hockey fan that turned an in-depth like watch every Oilers game and he texts me what's going on with them and everything so shout out to Cody there too nice that's kind of what I want this to turn into like just come on and yeah pick somebody else's brain like get somebody else on here and talk to them a little bit of hockey it was just it's just way it seems funner like I love talking hockey with you don't get me wrong Jay Bones and oh. we're probably two of the smartest guys talking hockey in Alberta right here anyway but, but I think I gave myself uh, like four backpacks this episode so What's that? I said I think I gave myself four backpats this episode, <laughs> so I, I'm killing it. Yeah, you deserve it, man. Well, I'll give you another one. You also called out Wild Bill. You said that that guy should be getting a few more looks in the lineup, and he played really good, man, in the last really couple good. Of years. Yeah, he's been solid, man, 100%. So, but we might back to my original point before we got all mumbly jumbly and jumpy jumpy jumperson all over the place well we, i want to run one of those tournaments and it, it might have to be during the olympic break when they don't go i think that's where i got on to my original thought there and we'll we'll throw one of those together it'll be fun man it was a hell of a good time we'll give away i got the pretender swag coming my wife's picking it up tomorrow so i got some hats coming and i got the hoodies and some stickers boys we'll send out some stickers so maybe we'll give something away in the fantasy league as well here we got it maybe a another hat trick watch or a shutout or something we'll we'll, we'll uh, smash our heads together and come up with something definitely I, I i love the sound of that yeah let's get a tournament going that was a lot of fun and like you said let's get maybe we can get a, a decent uh winner's circle going on there you know a decent fucking first prize if you, your team wins yeah no totally man i gotta go um i gotta go to the pittsburgh penguins man let me just give a quick shout out here a quick some quick love to the boys who are on a seven game heater. They knocked off the New Jersey Devils tonight, three, two. I just read a little bit of some from Penn's Penn's nation there where they, uh, they didn't play the greatest game tonight. They it sounded like there was their C plus or maybe C minus somewhere in the C range of a game, but they find a way to win. Tristan Jari kind of stands on his head again, as he's been doing all year long and they, they get another W to move seven in a row there in the first wild card spot in the in the east there i guess and then but the metropolitan they're having a tough time catching you got the washington capitals up there the carolina hurricanes holy shit they're looking good and you got the the new york rangers so 
all those teams are ahead of them in the Metro, but they're looking good. They're going to get in the playoffs. Sid's back to form. Sid's got 16 points in his last 10 games. I guess that's minus tonight. So he's somewhere around 16 in his last 11 because he was held off the score sheet tonight. But but it's just been awesome to watch. I know I came on and I was uh, another bash in cash. I said the second line. This was a few episodes back. But the second line was playing like shit. And then they promoted Danton Heinen to the second line with uh, Carter and Zucker. And Heinen's just been rolling, baby. He's up to nine goals on the year. Just an amazing pickup. Another one, too, I'll throw in there is Brock McGinn. Brock McGinn's got six or seven goals on the year this year so far. Two guys that they picked up in the offseason to kind of replace Tanev and McCann, who both went to the Seattle Kraken. And I'm missing those guys. Don't get me wrong. Fuck, those are good players. I love those boys, especially McCann, who can play center and turbo. Son of a bitch, he's a good player too. But McGinn and Heinen have stepped in and played really, really well for the Penguins. And we got Malkin, who's he's practicing, baby. We got Malkin coming back in, so it's just looking good in, uh, in the Pittsburgh Penguins arena there. So I'm pretty stoked, man. Just had to get some love in there. No, I'm I'm going to jump in. I got a little, I'm going to start adding into your Pittsburgh fucking corners here too. Cause big twist with the fantasy and stuff. It's a nice little segue into the fantasy talk. Cause I got, I got Carter who was counting on to get me a couple hits and seven shots and three points tonight, but just didn't happen for a guy <laughs> <laughs> to get me the win over Darren. We brought him out. Shout out Darren. who fucking beat me in uh, the weirdest fantasy week ever but jari my boy jari is he's the only reason that like like that yeah you're again your pittsburgh tank they're on penguins sorry seven game heater them and who would you have thought the nashville predators are both yeah, on, like, they're but... both on a fucking <laughs> if you want to bring on heaters i just had to bring that up because that one's a surprise Duchesne and you know johansson look like new hockey players again but anyways Carter, yeah, I was counting on Carter and Jari to, Jari did it again for me, but Carter, like I said, couldn't put up three points and seven shots and four hits so or whatever it was. But... Week or what? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on 0-2 now for the last two weeks here. Oh, no, 0-2. Except, except they've been close losses, so they're not big, you know, I'm not, they're not big. I had a pretty healthy lead there for a bit, so we might as well get ourselves into the, the fantasy talk here. Yeah, I was going for the shutout this week. I was playing your boy Tanner or T. I don't know. Which one's that? It's Tanner, yeah. Tanner? Yeah, so I was playing your boy Tanner, and I was up, I think I was up like 10 nothing at one point, 9 nothing for sure. And even heading into night, I think I was up 9 nothing. and he ended up getting, what the hell did he get on me? I think he got face-offs. He ended up getting face-offs. Then he got a shorthanded point. I don't know who it was. It must have been Kopitar or somebody, but he ends up going... One nothing on the shorthanded points, but I end up having a good week this week. I go eight and two. So that'll bump me up in the standings. I've been in some battles, man. All week long, like all season long, I've just been just been tooth and nail with whoever I'm playing and trying to get over that hump. My goaltenders have just been absolute dog shit. I got I took Ilya Sorokin. And how about the New York Islanders, man? Like I'm thinking about maybe even just getting rid of Ilya Sorokin because oh. I don't see the New York Islanders turning this thing around, man. And they can't get a win. I think, like, Ilya Sorokin's got, like, I think he's got, like, nine losses in a row, man. It's something something crazy, man. Like, this guy hasn't won in forever. <laughs> and it's just, uh, and then I had Bennington. So, and then, oh, for fuck's sake. So, then I got a bone to pick with Dallas Ekis 
Eakins from the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, who came out in the media and said that Anthony Stollerez was going to be the starter against, uh, I'm going to get it wrong, maybe the Kings. But uh, Stollerez was supposed to get the start. And then the Gibsons all of a sudden, oh, no, it was the Arizona Coyotes. Sorry. Yeah, they were playing, yeah. they were playing yeah. the Oakland. And then, uh, so, but then Gibson comes back and it's a last minute, all of a sudden I'm healthy and ready to go. And I, the Arizona Coyotes ended up beating the Anaheim Ducks 6-5 in overtime in that one. So maybe it wasn't the best thing. But anyway, I wasted a pick on, I got Staller as in, just trying to meet the criteria for the, <laughs> for the three goalies met, you know what I'm saying? But Oh, yeah. So I've been, I don't know, man, I'm grinding away in the nets. Like I got Bennington and Sorokin are my guys and Bennington's been on the COVID protocol most of, or like for a good portion of the year and then uh that Charlie Lindgren's come into St. Louis and he's all of a sudden I don't know where the hell he came from but he's been like five and oh I think he's been with the St. Louis Blues posting a GAA below one or below two Montreal. Montreal there you go thanks Jay Bones you always know your traits man and then, uh, so, so I don't know my goaltending, man. But other than that, fuck, my team is stacked, bro. Like I'm loving my defense and forwards. If I could just figure out my goaltending, I feel like I'm going to be a juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. There is. I'm regretting my first week moves just to beat you. <laughs> I'm starting to realize that just beating you in the first week wasn't worth the whole team year <laughs> like, but my, I'm still, I'm still grinding it. I can't complain. I'm in first. I'm, I'm doing what I can. But right. uh, my deep, my defense, I pretty much am. I'm scrambling my defense every week, and uh, and a couple forwards. But uh, I wanted to bring up what did I wanted to bring up this? Yeah, I brought I brought in Tanner Pearson because I had like no games left against Darren. Bringing Tanner Pearson only to look up 15 minutes later that Vancouver's next two games for Saturday, Sunday were BBD'd. And that was my <laughs> last move, my last move for the week. And then I text Darren, me and Darren were texting back and forth. And he did the exact same thing too. So me and him had a, it was a, it was a squeaker. I think he, I think he t- brought it by like, he beat me by maybe a couple of hits at I, six, four, he beat me. And it was just a, a couple categories and there were just a couple points difference. No, that's hilarious, man. I saw an awesome, awesome tweet in hockey Twitter. Somebody I seen I that know, today. Some, some random dude. I had to retweet it. I'm sure I guess all the fans probably saw it too, but yeah, does the NHL not realize what they're doing to my fantasy league? They're kind of <laughs> destroying it. I thought that was yeah. super clever and hilarious. I had to retweet that one, but yeah, no, it's been good. We'll see where we go moving forward. There's lots of games postponed and, uh, and the next three for the Oilers, which fucking sucks, man. That was a big road swing. They were going down to uh, the Sunshine. No, is that the Sunshine State? I think that's Florida. That's Florida, Sunshine, the, the, Sunshine the State. Coast? Are you talking about California? Yeah, the Gold Coast? No. Yeah, the Golden Coast. No. It's cool. they're, they're going that's to California anyway. Yeah, they're going to get to. They were going to go to California, but so that's, and that's not a big. Out. That's a big swing. Yeah, that right. That was going to be a huge road trip. It would have been pretty fun to watch, but I guess we're, we're going to have to put that one on the back burner and see what comes up here in the new year. But I want to before we get off, man. I don't know. It feels like we're doing a hockey podcast, so we gotta we gotta send a little bit of love to Tanner Kiro who got fucking hammered by brett Connolly, and he's in the hospital there i don't know how he how well he's doing but 
all the best buddy and I, that was a fucking another scary one to watch man and it just just hopefully speedy recovery bro definitely you hate seeing that shit 100 and it was it was definitely an interference call it was worth it i think the guy should definitely get a couple games for that but uh yeah no i all the best buddy especially for the holidays i hope it don't fuck you up for your family and stuff that's definitely not anything we want to hear about yeah but yeah we're getting we're getting close to the, the holidays and we got no hockey so i guess the pretenders might have to look into a a tournament here yeah yeah we'll do something man absolutely we'll see what the nhl does moving forward and yeah we'll definitely oh yeah don't look too far we'll be shitting out content here left right and center man no doubt about it but uh yeah i don't know what else what else anything or what who do you got for the heart man i wanted to ask you you got i think there's like three guys maybe in the conversation hey it's got to be two from the edmonton oilers you're looking at mcday mcdavid drysidle or maybe ovi What, what are you thinking for the heart man well, I I would go Ovi over the everyone right now, to be honest with you. And then he, like, yeah, like, Backstrom comes back for one game, gets a, a power play assist, and then he's back on the COVID protocol. So, like, if McDavid – or McDavid, fuck. If Ovenchkin's doing this without his boy Backstrom, just wait till Backstrom gets back. I think, I think our boy Ovi's got our – I might throw some money down on Ovi for the heart. Yeah, no, early on in the year, I was all over Dreisaitl. I think I got into it with somebody on the internet about it, but I had to be Dreisaitl early on, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit here lately, tapered off a little bit. So have the Edmonton Oilers. Three points against Seattle. Yeah, he did. Yeah, big game against Seattle. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, good good rebuttal. But uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to have to go with Ovi as well, I think. For him to be keeping pace with, like Connor Prime, Prime Connor and Prime McDavid. I think it's one of the greatest hockey accomplishments we've witnessed in the last, maybe I've witnessed in my whole life, man. Like it's, it's crazy what he's doing out there in Washington to be keeping up with these guys out here in Edmonton. Like, so I'm getting, I'll go with you. I'm going to give it to Ovi here so far anyway. And again, I, I, I brought up the point that he's, he's missing like McDavid and Dreisaitl. He's missing his Dreisaitl. He's got fucking... He's got Backstrom on the snide and he's still keeping up with the big boys. So, and his teams, they're there. He looked like a powerhouse. So I, I don't know. It's hard to give a heart to guys that might not even be playoff. I think they're playoff team, but they're going to be squeeze fighting for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're but, in too. Yeah. And Washington, geez, Washington's looking, excuse me. Washington's looking damn good. hundred percent. So. And Backstrom comes back and they're only getting better. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that seems pretty good to me. Perfect. Well, yeah, thanks for listening.